Haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Because we got those sick-ass intros. Hello, everyone. We'll wait for people to come in, but we are here to talk about the Fandom Fights Summer Series Singles Tournament. Boom. Woo. Woo. Friggin' ooh. Uh, there will be spoilers from yesterday's title match um, in this, so get ready for those if you're not ready. If you haven't seen the match yet, uh, it will be spoiled. We'll give you a few minutes, though, because we're going to talk about some other stuff before we get right into it. Um, but let's start off by, well, Caleb, how are you? I'm doing lovely, Tim. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So excited. Uh, yes, to Nico's surprise, I did get a haircut. Um, yes, it was it was much needed. It needed to happen. I was getting very floofy. Um, let's start off by talking about what's happening next week before we get into. We're not doing a teams tournament this summer. We're doing a teams tournament later in the fall. Uh, There's so- be something special about that teams tournament. Also, that we can tease, it's going to be bigger. We're doing a bigger teams tournament than we've done last year. So you're going to like this. Yes, I'm very excited. Uh, We've got – so basically, yeah, so there's not going to be teams really this summer. Um, We've got a number one contenders match coming at the end of the summer. Um, But as we know, next week, um, Mischief Managed is going to be playing Knights of Ren. So that is next week. Monday, 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 because it Uh, is June 1st, which is a very special date in multiplex history. We'll talk about it. Go ahead. It is going to be the second anniversary of multiplex entertainment's existence. Our second birthday on June 1st. uh, And we thought it'd be really fun to release the fandom team set match on that day because we've got four of the admins participating either in a managerial or competition capacity so uh mischief managed knights of ren big deal not just because it's it's the number one team in the division versus the champs uh in a really big match uh it's also it's also nick carly's birthday uh but it's also uh tim Bracala back for the title um it's gonna be an insane day there's a lot on the line storyline wise there's a lot on the line game wise that will affect the season going forward yeah. So uh, undercard next week, though, we've got a retirement match. It's Jay Burns versus Richard Schwartz. Former uh, teammates. Yeah. So that'll be next week, Sunday, and then with the title match on Monday. Okay. So again, for those of you who are just joining us, we're going to break down the seedings and then the matchups for the Summer Series Tournament. Um, spoiler alert, if you did not see the title match yesterday, we are going to talk about that, obviously. But let's start at the um, bottom. Let's start with the 16 seed. Um, should we I'll throw the bracket on screen for people to see, or should we keep them in suspense? Uh, let's keep it in suspense for now. Okay. Uh, we'll just go through the seedings, and then did you get the official bracket? I don't have an official bracket. I have the temp bracket, but we will have an official bracket there. Perfect. Okay, so... Um, the number 16 seed, uh, this is a 16 person tournament. Number 16, um, is Mark Kameyer. Um, it was going to be, uh, somebody else who placed in, it was supposed to be Ruben who placed in the, uh, play in that we did. Unfortunately, Ruben had to step out. Um, so Mark is stepping in. Uh, so he will be our 16 seed. But the person who came in first in that plan 
was Amaru Moses. He is the number 15 seed. So 16, Mark Kamire, 15, Amaru Moses. Caleb, who's next? The number 14 seed won his play-in after losing early in the year. Nazario Montenegro coming in at the 14 seed. He earned his spot. Narrowly beating out Doug Castle after a uh, impressive round three comeback. Uh, the 13 seed, someone who just won their way out of a retirement match, Jim the Wolf Green, making his third, just like Azario, his third consecutive Summer Series singles tournament appearance. One of a very small amount of people to do it, to be in all three tournaments. Jim Green is back this year as well at the 13 seed. Dope. Um, after Jim, we've got um, a couple Kingsman members. Number 12 is. Caleb Boatman, current team's champion. Um, he goes down to a lower seed after his loss to Nico that was on Sunday. So uh, he Great does match if you ever watched it. Yeah, right. that's a, yeah, spoiler alert, obviously. But that was that was a fantastic match. Um, definitely check that one out as well. A couple of really great matches last weekend. Um, but so he, he gets down to the number 12 uh, seed. But coming in at number 11, right above him, other uh, new Kingsman member, um, Albert. Albert, word Harma. Um, he is the number 11 seed. Um, this is his first time being in the Kingsman, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we, we, made, we reached out to him after the Big Guns match, and we made an offer, and he accepted. So we are very happy to have Albert word Harma in the Kingsman. Perfect. Uh, Nicholas Tuig throwing out some uh, trash talk before our big match next week. I like it. All right. Uh, let's get into the 9 and 10. Caleb. The number 10 seed, uh, currently a strong contender for Rookie of the Year with only one match under his belt. That's Tyler the Baba Yaga Butler, 1-0, coming in at the 10 seed. He's our only 1-0 entering the tournament at a 1-0 spot because of how great he played in that debut. Uh, we gave him an automatic pass to the tournament, um, and now he's playing at the 10th seed. Um, number nine, also coming back for his third Summer Series singles tournament appearance, Eli the Showman McKeg coming in at the nine seed, seven and seven. Uh, it's going to be a great match uh, what, what, uh, with whenever he's in. He had a great run last year, so... Yeah, so that is the 10 and 9. Coming in at number 8 is the man to my left. No, right? Okay, I, I hate Either way it works. I'm your immediate left and your immediate right. There you go. Perfect. Uh, is Caleb Coho. Caleb is coming in at the 8 seed uh, because of his win over Nazario. Um, so he is coming in at the number 8 uh, seed. Number seven seed, going back to where we were before, Nico Suave Regoli. Having beat Caleb Boatman, he secured his number seven seed spot. So he is um, the number seven seed, Nico. Um, two wins in a row off of who was it first? It was. Uh, he beat uh, Lucas Schildbach and then he what? beat Caleb Boatman. So Caleb he's Boatman. on a two game hot streak right now. Can he make yeah. it three? We'll see. I do not know. Okay, go ahead. All right, the number six seed, uh, surprise, surprise, Cameron, the conductor Holtzman, coming at the six seed, two and zero, oh, winning his debut last season, beating uh, his cousin Jack Prince, his cousin Jack Pinchuk to get into this tournament, uh, and now he moves into round number one with a two and zero oh record. He's also had a really good year in teams, but because this is a singles tournament, we had to look at singles records and a two and zero oh record. 
Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. The number five seed uh, is one Jacoby the Barbarian Bancroft. Uh, Jacoby suffering only one loss in his career to Nick Tuig in a tight one uh, was able to bounce back to a top five seeding with his KO win of Mark Kamire. So Jacoby taking that top five seed at the five spot for his second consecutive summer series singles tournament appearance. Yeah, that, that's one I'm really excited about. Jacoby getting that knockout, getting up into the number five. That's uh, that's like you said, nothing to sneeze at. Okay, number four. The number four seed is easily the most beautiful man on the face of the planet, and that is one Nicholas Tuig. Um, he is the number four seed coming off of his loss against uh, Scully, which... Again, spoiler alert, we'll talk about. But uh, coming off that loss, um, he does still get the four-seed spot. Uh, So we will see him there in the four. And then the number three is myself uh, coming off of the only loss I have this season against the... uh, the Dominic champ, Grizzly. first title match, Dominic Grizzly. Yeah, I was gonna say the former champ, but again, everyone knows. Every everyone watched it. That's here, I guarantee. Yep. Okay, so and we already said spoiler alert. Spoiler. Alert. Um. So yeah. So uh, four seed Nick Tuig, three seed Tim Burkala. Your two seed coming off of a loss in the last number one contenders match, the Red Ranger Rene Villarreal Jr. RJ coming in at the two seed after a KO loss. Two, we spoiled it. The current champ Thomas Scully, uh, he sits at the number two seed, while the number one seed is the former Phantom Fight Singles Champion of the World, the movie nerd Dominic Grizzly coming in at the one seed after he just gave up the title yesterday. Uh, so literally. literally yesterday gave up the title in sudden death. Uh, one of the Greatest matches, maybe the greatest singles title match, second greatest singles title match, depends. It's in it's in the discussion for one of the best singles title matches we've ever had in fandom. Um, so yeah, when you break it down, Rezzy, RJ taking the top two spots, two veterans that have actually faced each other before. Uh, so definitely deserving of the top two spots. Uh, you, of course, the former team's champion, have challenged for the singles title twice. Uh, you hold the three seed uh, with a very iron grip. Uh, Nick Tuig. Uh, easily one of the most dominant players to come out of the end of last season. He's coming at the four seed. Jacoby, one of the quietest players to have ever uh, made that big of a noise. He has a really good record, and not a lot of people have talked about Jacoby. He's going to be deadly in this tournament at the five seed. Cameron Holtzman, another quiet uh, player from the end of last season, has also had a really great start coming in at six. Nico, easily one of the most improved fandom players in the discussion for that award this year, number seven. Uh, myself at eight, making my third summer series tournament appearance. Uh, Eli McKeg uh, coming in at nine. Tyler Butler at 10, easily in the discussion for rookie of the year. Albert at 11. Boatman at 12, the current team's champ. Jim Green winning his retirement match at 13. Nazario winning his plane at 14. And the two playing winners, Amara Moses uh, at, fif- at, four- at 15. Can't I can't speak. Amara Moses at 15 and Mark Meyer filling in at the 16th. Yep. Okay. So those are the seedings. Uh, let's get into the uh, actual breakdown. So on the uh, left side of the bracket, the number one seed going up against the number 16 seed, we've got Rizzy versus Kamire. Caleb, are we going to do our predictions or what are we doing here? Sure. Let's do our predictions. Uh, I think that Rizzy is going to be very, very pissed off 
losing his title and he's going to try and make a run to come back. Uh, Mark Myers is filling in and I think that Rizzi is, is going, is out for blood. I got to take Rizzi in this one. I would agree. Okay, uh, so uh, next uh, we've got Caleb Coho going up against Eli McKegg in round one. Uh, this could go. This could go either way. Um, no offense to my good friend here, but this could go either way. Oh. Eli has been shown to be uh, hungry and wants wins. Um, and you know, if if he puts in the the big the big time the big effort, then he could he could win. Caleb Coho also puts a lot of time and effort into his matches and um, is scary. So for me, I give the slight edge to Caleb, uh, but it's going to be a close one. Uh, another fun fact, this is the rematch me and Eli have wanted since season one. Uh, we played each other in the second round of the first tournament, and I narrowly pulled out that win. Uh, Eli is one of the toughest people I've ever had to play. We've always wanted to go another round. Uh, I am not taking this one lightly. Uh, Eli, get ready finally happening all right uh next one nick tuig versus jim green um i gotta take my boy tuig uh but i mean jim has shocked the world before you never know uh jim green is no slouch in the world of phantom fights i will always vouch for jim green um together me and him got to two phantom team title matches both running into a buzzsaw named tim Bracala and robert parker but uh we I will never discount Jim Green's knowledge, uh, but Nick Tuig is maybe one of the best to have ever played the game. So it's going to be a very tough matchup for Jim to overcome. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm not going to bet against Tuig. Uh, I will put my money on Tuig, but I will. I will put uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of push behind Jim Green's name. That if there was to be an upset, there's potential for Jim Green to pull that off. And and Tuig said bad luck in singles. You know, like he spins opponents' choice a lot and. You know, doesn't get categories that he's that he loves. You know, it, it, it he's gotten some bad luck, so you never know. It, it it's not something like you said we can just put our uh, that we could bank on. But if I had to be a betting man, yeah, I, I would I would give it to uh, give it to Tuig. Okay, um, Nazario, one hundred percent right. Jim Green shocks the world. On that is a fact. <laughs> um, all right, so. The last match over on the left side, the green side, if you will, uh, is Jacoby Bancroft versus Caleb Boatman. I uh, am very excited about this one. Um, I think Boatman is hungry after that loss against Nico. Um, and I think Jacoby, after a KO against Kamayer, is feeling real good. So these things clash. I'm actually... I'll take... Mm, this goes back to the the coho match too of wanting to pick your friend but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give the slight edge to jacoby i think he's just hungry enough fair uh i'm gonna take boatman i i think of all the matches that we have in this tournament this is the closest round one match by far um and i think boatman has shown time and time again that he is so much better at fandom than anyone really gives him credit for he has one of the best accuracies of anyone to have ever played the game um it always comes down to that betting round though so if he can have a big enough lead where he doesn't really need to bet i think boatman could pull this one out all right let's move over to the right side we've got the number two seed going up against 15 rj amaru this is another interesting one just because amaru is the 15 seed doesn't necessarily mean that he is a 15 seed you know what i mean um oh, 100%. 
He played lights out in the um, five-way plan. Um, I, based on how RJ played in the number one contenders match, and based on how Amaru played in the five-way, I gotta take Amaru. Uh, I am also going to take Amari Moses. I think he has very good rookie of the year prospects just in his prowess right now. That one-on-one record does not say anything about the quality of player that he is. He is insane. Um, the way that he played in that play in gives me a lot of, a lot of pause before picking this matchup. I think RJ is, is hungry and he's pissed off and ready for another win. I think Amaru is looking uh, to prove himself that he's better than a one-in-one record. So this is going to be a phenomenal matchup. I'm going to take Amaru slightly, uh, and it's going to be a great game. Yeah, because like you said, uh, RJ's hungry and angry, and he he lost that match against Scully. But he's proven time and time again that he is good at fandom. So it, it, it could go either way. I've just got to give the slight edge to Amaru. Uh, but what's next? Uh, next up, Nico Suave Regoli versus Tyler Butler. That is another uh, another first order civil war here in round one. Yeah, officially Nico in the faction. Um, I I give it to Tyler nonetheless. Um, Tyler scoring nine out of ten in his first match um, against uh, Aaron Sellers. He he went nine out of ten, won it in sudden death, played lights out. They both did, but he he played really really great um again nico on a hot streak for sure um and again it's it's one or the other they're both in the faction for me so um i give it to tyler though i think that in one match he played uh better than we saw nico play in his last match but again a strength is spun uh, weakness is fun. It could go either way. This is the great thing about this tournament is that there's a lot of these matches are not so one-sided. It's very, who knows what could happen, but I, I give the, I give the edge to Tyler. This one is also really close because Tyler's coming in to play his second match in round one of a tournament. Um, it's been a long time since Tyler's played this in the singles division. He's got that practice in with some like at Hoff in that uh, team's debut match. Um, but I, I think, Nico has played consistently. He's won consistently, but I'm still going to take Tyler because I think Tyler has something that only two other people besides him had. A debut where they scored above 93% accuracy in a debut. The only other two people to have that high of a debut are Robert Parker and Maggie Bracala. And those are two names that we put very highly in the fan fight yeah. division at Hall of Fame greats. So I think Tyler Butler has a very good chance to prove that he's one of those in this match. It's all going to come down to, uh, it's going to come down to round two. It's going to come down to wheel spins. It's going to come down to uh, within that round. What do you know? And how do you take the category that is given to you by chance? Um, Nico has been very lucky with that wheel. Tyler's only played the one match out. I think there's a chance Nico could pull off a, Upset in our eyes, but I think Tyler is going to take this one home in a very tight one. All right. What's next? Uh, next uh, up. Yeah. Oh, uh, Nazario and – oh, me. Oh, go ahead. You. Uh, the number three seed versus the 14 seed. Nazario Montenegro is not a 14 seed. I'll say that right now. 
Nazario is one of the most unluckiest players, not in terms of like Wilson's or anything, just in terms of the matchups he's had to play, whether it come in tournament play, whether it come in post-tournament play, just how it shakes out. He's had a lot of unlucky matchups and unlucky shakes in terms of who, who he's had to play. This is no different. Um, we've seen it from Nazario before. The dude knows his stuff. He's scary in round one. He knows a lot of the categories of Phantom in round two. Uh, Nazario, do not let yourself out. <laughs> I'm praising you at this moment. Uh, but the big fat but that I will give is that Timbrakala is another one of the people that we put in the Hall of Fame. Timbrakala played for the singles title this year, and that's the only loss. That is the only loss. And, uh, and it was a tight one as well. So you're hungry. You're pissed off, I know for a fact. And I think uh, if we saw anything from last year, tournament time is your time, my friend. Winning a 32-person tournament is insane. It's a lot easier to win a 16. Uh, so I put my money on you to win this one. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put my money anywhere, but uh, I definitely – Nazario is a scary one, uh, especially when we look at, you know, just like like you said, his – um, opponents in the past and how well he even played there. Um, I don't remember the score of your guys' match, but it was close. It wasn't like you knocked him out or anything. It was He, uh, he played incredibly well. Um, so I'm not taking that one lightly in the slightest. Absolutely. Uh, and the last matchup we have is a Kingsman Civil War. Cameron Holton versus Albert Weird Harma. It's hard for Albert's first match of the Kingsman to be against a fellow Kingsman, uh, but I... There's a reason we recruited Albert. Albert is so crazy undervalued in this league because he has that 500 record, because he had that three-game losing streak after that tight loss to Eli and those mat in that match post-tournament and that match earlier this year with RJ. He's had some rough matchups that just haven't gone his way. Albert knows so much about fandom fights, and it's ridiculous. Um, I think... Cameron Holson is also crazy undervalued, and he's shown that both in the teams division and in the singles division this year. Uh, and I think he's looking to make a run. Uh, I think I'm going to put my slight money on Cam. I think Cam is very dedicated to gameplay and strategy, but I would not be I would not be shocked if Albert pulled out that win either. Um, yeah, I actually, yeah, I I agree with everything you said, but I go Albert. Um, Albert played really, really, really well in the match against in the team's match Knights of Ren versus big guns, uh, scary good to the point where there was a moment there where I didn't think we were winning that match. So, um, I, I give it to Albert just based on the fact that of his, of his pure knowledge, I think, uh, his general base knowledge is a little bit stronger than cams. Again, that's just from, I'm not in the room with them like you are, but from the hosting chair, I give the edge to Albert. Again, I do think it's going to be a close one. They're right next to each other in the seedings. Um, I think that's going to be an excellent match of the year game. Oh, they're not right next to each other in the seedings. What am I no, talking no, about? No, but, no, but there, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be a good one. I'm. I am looking forward to that one. Um, okay, so those, there's the bracket one more time before we throw it to Q and A. Just yeah, one so, last look for people while we open this up. Yeah, so we're not gonna we're not gonna go through and you know say okay now who's gonna win out of this and this, but those are the round ones in our predictions. Um, it's gonna be a great round one. It's gonna start in a couple weeks here, uh, two weeks time. So uh, once the uh, team's title match is next week, once the title match is on yep on Monday, and then after that we get a tournament play. Yeah, so uh, should be exciting. So if you guys have. 
questions, drop them in the chat. We will answer them as we can. Uh, again, that'll be anything fandom related. Uh, we will open it up. Uh, questions about the matches that have come already. If you have our, if you want to know our thoughts and opinions on, you know, title match from yesterday or the or any matches that have come out, um, you can ask us about that. Fair game. We're here. We'll we'll answer questions for as long as they come in. So if you've got them. Hit us up with them. But anyway. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. This could be a great tournament. Uh, tournament time is uh, probably my favorite time when it comes to fandom. I love I love it when we get into tournament time. Things happen that you don't expect. You get so many great matchups that you don't that you get to put in the into the room together and magic happens, whether it's singles or teams. And we haven't had a, a legitimate teams tournament like a full-on teams tournament since season one so i'm really excited to do that later but the t- singles tournament that we have coming up right now i think it's going to be in the discussion for maybe one of the best i think in terms of the matchups and the quality of matches that we're going to have all right so first question is from nico what will it take to get me to be considered a favorite in these pre-match predictions nico yikes um here's the thing it's not that you aren't a favorite it's that uh it, it all depends on the matchups. The thing is that the the uh, you're going up against someone who's one and zero who played lit- he literally missed two questions in the whole match, so it, it's hard to take that when you have someone who's one and zero who you don't have a lot of game tape on who almost played perfect versus someone who has a lot of game tape and is on an uptick. Uh, so sure. it depends if 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 you were going up against you know. Um, a Mark Kamire or uh, or a Jim or even a Boatman or an Albert, someone who's on the lower seatings, I would honestly probably take you then. It just so happens that you're playing someone who is um, also a little bit higher seated and played lights out. So it's true. Um, There's also just a lot of you're one of the, you're one of the season one legacy players, and I feel I feel the power of that too. When you look at records and you see just how massive those records have accumulated, that people kind of have to look at the span of your entire career when they judge you going into the season, while also looking at what you've done this season. Uh, I think you are playing the season of your life, and you could definitely make a run in this tournament. But I have to, I have to lean towards the guy who's making a name for himself right now. Also, so that's just it. That's all there is. Um. I will ask this next one uh, from Mr. Nick Tuig. Um, if manners maketh man, does that explain what the king? Why the Kingsmen are a bunch of children who are bad at trivia? Interesting mm-hmm. question. Uh, interesting question. The macaws over here, Maggie. What do you think of that question? Uh, yeah, actually, that's that's pretty true. Not really a question. Uh, well, he said, does that explain why the Kingsmen are? But yeah. Uh, Maggie says, yes. Uh, the First Order unanimous, unanimously is going to agree on this one. Uh, although I do like many of the members of the Kingsmen. Um, uh, they are uh, a young group of chaps. If we're bad at trivia, then how come you didn't knock us out? Oh, okay. Uh, Nazario. 
when will you include view askew in fandom uh the answer is never yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say no to that we talked that was that was something that we talked about as a potential category for this season and the more we went around on it the more we dissected it the more we decided there isn't a whole lot that could be asked about from those movies that before you drain out uh the category so we uh that one has been put on the no pile for now so it's it's it again I, I i was a little harsh it's never an absolute no we always revisit things literally every time we talk about it we talked about adding and taking out categories for this tournament uh we ultimately decided not to do that and we're going to wait till the end of the season to take out categories and put new categories in um but yeah i would we always reevaluate everything all the yeah. time because there was just a just a just an example of this. Planet of the Apes got in this year. Last year, that was a hard no vote when we brought that up as a potential new category in season two. So things change all the time. Yeah. Um, Douglas Castle. My round one and round three was lights out. Your round one and round three were uh, lights out. Yeah, we gave an award for the best round three in fandom fights in a season. Doug's my front runner, front runner because that was that was impressive to the point where I was just like, I'm gonna step back and I'm gonna let you do your thing. I'm gonna let you do yeah. your thing. And it paid off. So Doug, that was a great round three. Literally, he answers one more question differently, and it's a different it's a different yeah. game. Um, yeah. So, Tubing, what does the singles picture look like post-tournament? Will it continue normally? So, um, I, will, I will say this. Um, unfor- due to the way that we have the schedule built, we are doing quite a bit of teams post-tournament. Um, so there, there, are, yeah. there are going to be singles matches in there, for sure. But there is going to be quite a bit of teams uh, going forward. That being said, anybody who takes a loss in round one, unfortunately, will more than likely be out of singles for the season. Um, So if you lose your singles match in round one, unfortunately, you you, you will more than likely not play again until the start of next season. Um, That's just due to the way that we built the schedule. And I will say that when we start season four, uh, there will be a lot of people who lost in round one getting those redemption matches. And there will be this sort of redemption section of the beginning of the next season where a lot of people who lost in round one will get that chance to try and push back. But everybody else, um, if you take a loss in rounds two or three, we do have matches. We have matches set up for those people um, to kind of get back into the swing of things. And, of course, with uh, we have a couple debut matches as well, um, so those will be mixed into the singles picture as well. Okay, so, um, RJ, what are some possible later round matchups you really want to see? I think me versus Tim would be epic. That would be epic. I would uh, very much look forward to that. Um, I mean... Obviously, the go-to one for me is I I, I want to get to the finals, and I want Tuig to get to the finals. If me and him got to play each other, that would be awesome. Um, if that doesn't happen, um, if by some miracle – um, oh, man, there's so many good ones here. That I can go first if you want. I have one that I'm immediately looking at that I think would be really cool. Uh, I would love to see Amaru Moses versus Tyler Butler. I think that match would be the, that would be the rookie of the year match would be to determine who wins that in my eyes. That would be a great yeah, match. Like yeah, I like uh, that a lot. Um, 
yeah, I'd like to play RJ. I'd like to play Amari. I'd like to play Nico. I, there's there's a bunch of people I'd like to play. I think um, Boatman versus Tuig could be good. Um, I think that's that's an epic match that could happen. I think if Eli happens to get the win and then has to go up against his uh, team partner in Rizzy, uh, if Rizzy beats Kamire, that could be a good one. Um, I'll, I'll just throw this one out there as as what I want. I want Rizzy. I want Rizzy more than anything oh, in this world. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Give me, give me my former client who just wouldn't listen to me whatsoever, and it cost him a title match. He couldn't even get to the title because he wouldn't fucking listen to me. So, I will say this right now, Dominic Rizzy, you handle your business. I'll handle mine. I'll see you in round two, and we'll make this, we'll make this uh, blood feud go away once and for all. All right, I like that. Okay, um, let's see. I think Albert has. Yes, uh, do former uh, taking out categories like Ghibli, Back to the Future, have a chance of being added back into the league in the future seasons? Um, again, it's a, like a possibility, we, but yeah, like we said, uh, I would never say n- absolutely no. I will. I'll, I'll say there is one category. There are two categories that I can see that have been removed that could potentially come back. Uh, if we need them, because we barely scratched the surface on those questions before they got voted out, just because people didn't like them. Uh, I could. I know people don't like Ghibli, but I think that Ghibli is one that could potentially come back in the future, especially now that it's become a lot more accessible. Um, but I will not say that it will. Um, yeah. I, I will say the only ones that have been removed that I will personally never can really consider bringing back myself are Back to the Future and Indiana Jones. Um, because they are just so small and limited that uh, we went through everything from them within half of a season. Um, and that that makes that really hard for me to bring it back and try and reboot them. I know people have been like, put them together. I don't really see a way to connect them yeah, uh, no, feasibly to make it worth anything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not ever really against taking out former categories and putting them back in. It just depends on the right circumstances. Yeah, it's got to be right. Um, we we spend a lot of time talking about this, and not just me and Caleb. This is something we also run by other admins as well, um, even some uh, players who aren't around anymore that have moved on to other things. We've talked to them about it. So it's not – it's yeah. Categories are a weird thing with fandom because there are so few of them. Um, we got to make sure it's right. Yeah. Um, and so. ever changing. That was the thing we built into it in the first season was that we always want to keep the game interesting and fresh. And by doing that is by updating categories, making sure the fandom still reflects what fandom is now. Um, so we are always going to look at possibilities and find whatever's right for the game and put it in and make sure that everything we do is for the betterment of the game as a whole. So uh, if you ever have a suggestion for a category, we are always open to hearing it. Uh, it will always be talked about. Uh, but yeah, right now at this time, we're probably not going to bring anything back. Yeah. That's already been removed. Okay. Uh, will Jacoby's beard be even longer than it was in the multiverse in this tournament? It's a good question. Good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think Jacoby's beard. And if I am wrong, may the name himself smite me dead. But I think that Jacoby's beard might be getting to the point where it is better than Nick Tuig's beard. Wow. That's a challenge, Nick Tuig. 
step your beard game step up your beard game there's that there's more on the line than a fandom title in this tournament there's a beard there is a beard belt on the line a metaphysical metaphorical <laughs> beard belt on the line um I would like I would like to comment on the Zarios thing about Back to the Future TMNT, a mixed bag category, if you will. That is something we have talked about, but ultimately I don't think it's ever gonna ha- that is one where I will confidently say will more than likely never happen. And here's why. Um we don't want to copy other people. Um we Full Metal Geek has a mixed bag category with a lot of movies in there. A lot a lot of movies as the resident champion a, a lot of a movies. lot of movies in there that uh a lot of time don't have the time to uh watch that being said um i yeah it's it's not something that we're interested in really copying um there have been things like you could do uh a, a non like Marvel DC comic book movie category, but then it, it just gets like, so like, what are you willing to put in there? If you're going to put in Ninja Turtles, will you put in dread? And if you're going to do that, will you do Sin city? And if you're going to do that, will you do tank girl? And it's just like, what we full, metal geek, full metal geek does that. We're not, we're not going to do that. We don't, what we want to do is we want to have, a definitive collection of categories that you can define. We want everything to be tangible. If we have a mixed bag, the thing that we talked about with mixed bag was potentially individual movies that we consider fandom adjacent and putting them in. Uh, things like TMNT, Back to the Future, Scott Pilgrim, things like that. But we decided ultimately not for us because it's not a tangible thing that we can latch onto and go, this is fandom. Because to me, this looks like a mix of things that people enjoy that we wouldn't necessarily call a fandom. Um, so that's just ours. Uh, that would just be our thing. Um, but, and, and to we, we have talked about your idea, um, that there is a category that is mixed bag, but you, it's just the categories that are already in fandom, but you don't know what they are. That is something we have talked about. I'm not entirely against that idea. It's just not something that we've talked about a lot, but at that point we are, we, we have 20 categories. Yes. Uh, we need, we would need to look at the pros and cons of that. Um, because if someone just picks mixed bag every time and you just get, you, you could literally get an Oscars question, a scores question, an MCU question. Again, I'm not against that. It probably wouldn't be something that would be in rounds one and three. It would literally just be something in round two. If it showed up on the wheel, it's something that we would need to talk about. It has been brought up, but it's not something that we, um, it's, it's not, if I, if I remember correctly, we weren't too fond of it. No, we're not really fond of it personally, but Tuig's idea is the closest thing to a mixed bag that could happen in fandom. But I and I won't I Absolutely. won't I won't one hundred percent pull the trigger on shooting Tuig's version of that idea down entirely, but at this t- point in time, we're not really considering yeah. it. Um Nico Suave uh, has a question. Yes. Uh, when the quarantine period is over, what is the possibility of Multiplex hosting its own live event in 2021 or 2022? Um, as in, like, out in the world, literally us in a thing. Here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> Maggie's laughing because she already knows where I'm going to go. Um, I, I, We're not, at, like I said, with Full Metal Geek. Uh, we are not in the business of, and again, I'm speaking for myself. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for Coho too, but I'm not speaking for anyone else. A little bit. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not in the business of copying anyone else. 
we already do that a little bit. Uh, it, by the nature of what we do here, we have to a little bit. That's kind of every, everyone's doing it. We're doing it. Full Metal is doing it. A featured movie, whatever the heck it's called, is doing it. Um, Jote is doing it. Yes, sorry. I've no, I've, yeah. no, no, no. We all, by nature, are doing movie trivia online. And yes. Um, so there is a bit of copying there. That being said, I... I'm not in the huge plan of like, I'm never going to do a thing where if Coho says the Schmodown is going to be in Chicago, I don't think it's necessarily interesting for us to go and spend a lot of money to rent a place to do a live episode of your list sucks. I just don't think that that's something we could do. Now I am all for being like, Hey, the multiplex admins are going to see a schmodown. We're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be at this bar at this time. Anyone who's in the community and wants to come hang out. I'm all for that. I think that would be really fun uh, for something for us to do. But as far as doing like an official multiplex live, I'm not interested in doing that personally. I I will say personally for myself, if there were enough people who were like, hey, I That's would cool. come and I would want to come watch you guys play a match. If you had two matches that you were planning on doing at the night of, or me and Tim were like, hey, we have a place. We're all hanging out in Madison. If people are in Madison or if people are in Chicago or whatever reason that we go, hey, at this date, at this time, we're going to be hanging out and we might be playing a couple matches live. If you want to come partake, you will. I don't think we'll ever do charged live events like where we no. make people come pay to come watch us play movie trivia in person. I think we would do fun stuff. I know Katie Carlson's writing. You can host it in Madison. I know a place with a decent price. I yeah, would I not. I would not shoot that idea down at all. I would 100% be okay with that. But um, but again, I, I think, it'd be I think fun, but I would never say we are charging people to come watch us play movie trivia live. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to doing a, like a community hangout when movie trivia is played, recorded, and uploaded. And that is that is something I'm. Yes, that is more of what I was trying to get at. Yep. Is I. I'm not in the business of, of, of charging people to come hang out with us. We're all friends in this community. If you guys, if it like, I think that's a great idea. The, the place Katie's referring to is my place of work. Figure that out if you want to. But if we, uh, if we rented a theater to do a match and then watch a movie, that would be awesome. That would be so 100% much. percent would be interesting. And, and uh, that would be something that we would, would do for free. But uh, that is, not like we like hosting it would do it for free. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't be a free event. But um, Cam is also not, not incorrect. Cam is also not incorrect. What is released the Chicago? I mean, the last time matches were played live, we never saw. Them, so. Oh, that yeah, yeah. So um, again, I like the idea. It's something that, um, but it's never going to. Be, yeah, we're never going to do a live taping of a podcast for money. Um, I don't think we will ever say never to any idea, uh, but we will say within the next five years, we're not interested in doing live paid movie trade events. Uh, but if anyone, if we decide to do a hangout when the world goes back to normal and we would call it probably multiplex takes this city and you could come hang out with us and we'd do fun stuff, play movie trivia, partake and probably do a live YLS stuff like that, 
where it would cost you nothing. It would be like yeah. hanging out with friends, and that would basically be what it was. Uh, but that, I appreciate that, what, I appreciate what you're trying to say, Nico, because uh, I, I I really. Yeah, but it's, I don't think that's something that's feasibly in the cards for us right now, especially when we ourselves don't monetize what we do. The, I don't think I don't think the first step in monetization for this channel is to jump immediately to touring. Uh, that's just not something we're looking at doing right now. Especially the other thing, uh, just to go off, uh, last thing on this tangent is, right now the reason we have so much free time is because the world is over. Yeah. When the world goes back to normal, we won't have as much free time anymore. I won't right. have time. I might not be able to go to a Schmodown event ever again in my life and meet and meet people. It's just not something that I can feasibly afford and do at the drop of a dime. I just can't, especially when I haven't worked for three months. Nico, if you really, really, really want us to come host a multiplex event at your place, sure, buddy. Sure. All right, let's move on. From that, um, what else we got? Re oh, uh, Tuig says cough, cough, replace Oscars. There's more. Uh, when will we release the vlog part two? The vlog part two exists in an ethereal realm not known to the laws of man. It is a place known only as the void, uh, and it is a place run exclusively by Kane McMillan. Uh, so when and if Kane McMillan decides to edit the rest of the footage together and upload it, then we will have no hesitation to release what footage he has left. Um, but we are not making a concerted effort to try and get it done. We're focusing our resources on keeping our shows running that we're currently working on. Uh, but if Kane McMillan uh, decides he wants to finish it, we will release it. <laughs> Uh, so we don't have I'll, I'll, cards on the table. We don't have access to the footage. Like if we even oh, even if, that. even if we even if we at. wanted to, like the three or four editors we have, like quote unquote on staff at Multiplex, uh, wanted to put it together. One, we don't have the same creative vision for the vlog as Kane McMillan, and two, we don't have access to the same footage as Kane McMillan. So, uh, if we wanted, if Kane wants to do it. We will one hundred support, one hundred percent support Kane in doing it and helping him finish, wanting him to finish it and putting it out if it's done. Uh, but at this point, we don't have, uh, we don't have it. Uh, we don't have the footage. We don't have the ability to finish it at this time. Personally, oh man! Uh, but I love, I love the vlog part one, and I so know, good. and I know all the other footage we have. I have recollections of what footage we have in that Dropbox that Kane has access to, and a vlog part two would be really fun. You guys would really enjoy a vlog part two with what we had left. Yeah. It would probably be Saturday and Friday roll. Uh, be the rest of the days put together because we recorded less and less and less over the weekend. Uh, but it would be, I think it would still be an enjoyable experience. It wouldn't be as good as the vlog part one because that is that is a chef's kiss. Maybe the greatest thing Kate McMillan's ever put together. But. When he dropped that, man, that was it was next level. It was it was so good. Um, but yeah, um, okay. So no other questions really coming in right now, uh, unless there if there's any more, drop them. Uh, but we'll we'll give a little quick uh, final breakdown of what's coming up at Multiplex this week tonight at uh, nine EST. We are doing the live watch along for Monsters Inc. Uh, this could be the last one, boys. We don't know. It's uh, we'll have no to. Idea. Wait uh we the plan for me is that we will continue to do watch alongs probably once a month i think they've been pretty successful overall 
So yeah. probably once once the world goes back to normal, we'll probably still continue to do them once a month. Um, but then uh, going forward, it'll go back to the normal uh, movie news show that it had to become. Um, so that's t- tonight. Tomorrow is Summer Your sucks. Uh, Summer Songs. Bricklevale is in the hosting chair. I am on the panel. You are not rid of me yet. You will see my ugly mug on screen for Your List Sucks for the rest of the summer. Uh, but um, I believe the rest of the panel consists of Andrew Barr, Scott Harvey, and I forget the fourth one at this time. Uh, but Brooklyn will make a post about it tomorrow. Uh, and come hang out with us for Summer Songs. Uh, beyond that, Movie Warzone's got four more tournament matchups coming out uh to check out so uh their tournament is well underway in round one and they are killing it those are some of the best matches we've had all year uh so if you haven't been watching movie warzone go watch movie warzone's tournament right now so many great matches came out in round one um yeah other than that uh we'll give a we'll answer any other questions i think Tui had a question um well yeah we also have um if you haven't seen the number one contenders match right. in Nerdgasm, go check that out. That's going to be uh, the winner of that is playing myself for the title, uh, not this upcoming Saturday, but the following. So it'll be the week after the team's title match. It'll be the yes. 6th of June. That'll be the, the title match. That title match will be the last one. Has that been publicly announced? The change? Yep. 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 Okay. Then that will the, the next title match will be the last Nerdgasm title match before the transition to Fan Zone, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll take some a, a brief intermission to make the adjustment yeah. to Fan Zone, uh, and then Fan Zone will be back in full swing with a lot of new matches and new players getting in. Um, but yeah, yeah. There'll, just be an, there'll just be an extra week. Uh, extra between. week off. Extra uh, week off, uh, and then also every Sunday for the foreseeable future, miscellaneous. So miscellaneous. Uh, if you have not seen this last week's miscellaneous, watch it. Because you played I, in it? I played in it, and it was really, really good. Like, uh, as someone who watches Miscellaneous every week, that was really good. It's not very often that what happens in that match happens. It's a great match. Um, what two. is the biggest upset from last year's tournament? Probably Maggie versus Dom, right? Like, oh, it has to be Maggie versus Rizzy. That, it has I think to that's be. the objective, correct answer of the biggest upset of last year's tournament. Just because Maggie, Maggie had the momentum of being 4-0 going into that match. But also, everyone that she had played up to that point wasn't necessarily a super high-profile player. And yeah. then Rizzy, who was the one seed, who had never played for the title and was like, this is the year that I do it, took out Scully, took out Boatman, which at that time, they weren't Scully and Boatman yet, but like those matches were tight, and then Maggie beats them. I think that was an insane upset. Another big upset, I think you have to take Nico over Nazario in round one. I think that was another really big oh, upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because especially because after I had beaten Nico, Nico announced his retirement. Like Nico stepped away and we asked him, can you come back and play round one of this tournament? We really need another person. He said, I'll do it. And he played Nazario and won. And I think that yeah. was the thing that got Nico back in it. So that was another, that's another didn't, seminal moment from that tournament. And didn't Schwartz beat Jeremy? Schwartz beat Jeremy. That is a huge upset. Jeremy had literally just played for the Phantom title, loses in round one to Richard Schwartz. Uh, another big one, Cody beating me in round one. Because Cody, yeah. like, Cody was 0-1 coming into that tournament and beat me in 12 rounds of sudden death. I, I still applaud Cody to this day, and I'll never like discount Cody Newberry as a Phantom player because of it. He's yeah. He undervalues himself so much that he shouldn't. Cody is a very good movie trivia player, like underrated. 
Um, moving on, I don't know if we can really talk about round one upsets we want to see and peek behind the curtain, mostly because we've filmed a lot of them already. Um, I, I so so I don't want to show any hands or anything. Um, we'll we'll just move on from that. Um, apparently, Jacoby's saying that Nick is like six nine in real life. Um, that he's a very tall man, and I think he used six nine on purpose. And I'm offended, frankly, Jacoby. Nick Tuig is six nine. If Nick Tuig was six nine and he walked up next to me, he'd be almost a full foot. He'd be over a full foot taller than me. I'd have to look up at Nick Tuig. How tall are you? You're four eleven. So if Tuig was, Tuig's actually genuinely isn't he like six two? I think he's like six two. Six two or six three. He's gonna be a tall man when Tuig in the chat. Please tell us what your real uh, height is for the for the class. For for the class, please the share class, your please share your information. personal information for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be fantastic. Um, okay, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Sure, uh, we'll see if he gets his uh, gets his height in there in time. But in the meantime, we can. Wrap uh, this you want to reveal what the number one contenders match is for teams? Yeah, we can do that. Go ahead. Okay, so the number one contenders match that we are Holy going to shit, he's six five. Oh, he's six five. Oh boy. Twig, you are almost you are just you are five. You're like eleven inches taller than me. That's insane. You, you're you eleven inches taller than me. That's crazy. I have to look Jacob, up at you. Jacoby's six two. What the I fuck? At, I know I'm short, but like damn. Um, I'm short fat, so there's this. And Twig is lean and tall. Tuig's just gonna if we when, not if when we meet Tuig in real life he's gonna tower over all of us. Uh, but uh, like, as I was saying, the number one contenders match that we are going to do is uh, Necronomicon will be in it as they are the last team to play for the title this season. They're the highest ranked uh, team left uh, that has played for the title, and then we are taking the highest ranked team who hasn't played for the title this season, which is Ascendant. So it'll be Necronomicon versus Ascendant in a number one contenders match coming up in July. Uh, winner of that will be playing for the title of either Mission Manager or Knights of Ren at Mayhem at the Multiplex 3. So uh, the winner of the team, the winner of the singles tournament versus Thomas Scully at Mayhem at the Multiplex 3 for the singles title, the winner of Necronomicon Ascendant taking on either Mischief Managed or Knights of Ren for the, ti- for the team's title at Mayhem at the Multiplex 3. Yeah, so that's what's coming up in Fandom, guys. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in. A lot of you were here asking good questions. I like it. Love it. If you ever uh, have questions regarding Fandom or anything, message Caleb, message myself. Uh, feel free. Uh, last thing that I will address, because I like talking about pay-per-views, Nico's asking about uh- other pay-per-views we're doing this year. Obviously, we have Mayhem at the Multiplex. Uh, that will be um, the big, the big, the big shindig that we always do. It'll probably it'll be three videos again. Um, Caleb, that is a big one. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's one. Pe- a Warzone pay-per-view coming up before that. There'll be a Warzone specific pay-per-view. Uh, team Turmoil, which I know Cody announced at the end of Multiverse. Uh, a teams free for all uh, is going to be coming. Uh, before Mayhem. That's the next one. So the next one is going to be Turmoil, followed by Mayhem at the Multiplex 3, which is, you know, that's the granddaddy of our pay-per-views in a year. Uh, there will be another end-of-the-year pay-per-view. Uh, we don't necessarily have a title for it. Uh, and then, of course, Game of Factions. Always Game of Factions to end the year. So, um, yeah. 
If you haven't watched Multiverse, though, please go back and watch Multiverse. That was a really fun pay-per-view to do, uh, just to try and alleviate a lot of stress off of everyone at this point in time. So if you haven't watched Multiverse, watch Multiverse. That was the last one we did. And uh, stick around for Turmoil and Mayhem. They're coming. Don't Do we just really like chaotic names? I just realized Turmoil, Mayhem. I don't yeah. name these things. I, I I I'm not I'm not the one behind the, the we name. Like, we like like mean just anguish name. The next event we need to call is just anguish. Uh but it's just anguish. Anguish. But anguish. No, uh, mayhem will be great. I'm really excited about it. Three videos. You got your Warzone singles and uh fandom teams. Their, their tournament winner will be playing uh, Caleb Boatman at Mayhem 3. Uh, and then the winner of Mischief Knights of Ren title, Scully, will be defending the title at Mayhem. And we're doing a fan zone exhibition match of uh, Cody Dewberry versus Caleb Boatman. That will be fun. Uh, that will be fun. That is uh, happening. And then uh, TV, TV will be having a match. TV, TV will, will be, be having a match. To my knowledge, it's going to be a title defense. I I'm believe, pretty sure. I believe Alec Miller will be putting the title on the line at Mayhem 3. Um, I'm not 100% sure who against. Uh, I don't think he did this time. I know they just, did the, they just did the consolidation match. I'm not sure if that was the number oh, one contender. I don't yeah, know if the consolidation title match was the contender or if that was just a consolidation match to get a contender. It so was. I don't it, want to speak it, for it. It was. I think Jacoby won, right? I believe Mr. Bancroft did win. So it was, like, it was like six weeks ago. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I know. I apologize, TM. Uh, but um, TV yeah, will. It is, it is Jacoby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it so is Jacoby. Jacoby is, yeah. yeah. So Jacoby versus Alec will probably be at Mayhem for the it, team. It, 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 it will be. I talked to Tim. It, it will yeah, be. It will be. Um, and then Warzone teams also on the line. Uh, the winner yeah. of Turmoil challenging concept. So, all right. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much again. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to either myself or uh, Caleb, and we will try to answer those the best of our ability. If you're interested in playing, reach out. Um, if you're interested in playing in anything, just reach out, and uh, it'll be great. Yeah, uh, we'll another one of these Q&A sessions later, but at the end of the day, this was fun. I had fun. Yes, and to be fair... Uh, because I want to make sure, since now that I know the correct answer, that was a title match. Jacoby is the official fandom TV champ. That's true. That was a consolidating. Yes, he's playing in the unification match to be the one TV. So he is belted. So yes. want to make sure he gets the credit that he deserves there for that. Okay, but guys, thank you so much for watching. We will talk to you very soon. Be on the lookout next week for the title match and the um, retirement match of Jay versus Richard. Those will both be very good. So we will see you very soon. Peace out. Drive unsafe. All the other things that you're supposed to say. <laughs>